Alrighty guys, welcome back to the Boat Fitness and Performance Podcast. Today I'm sitting here with Mike. What's up, Mike? What's going on, coach? How are we? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How about you? How's everything been? Everything's great. Good. That's what I want to hear. It's always what you want to hear, all right? <laughs> so today what we want to talk about is, I, I, I mean, I've recently had the conversation with a few people, but from all of you who have been with us for a while, we understand that health and fitness is important to us and kind of just to a healthy lifestyle. And we all kind of got that one person in our lives that we know that this that they would totally benefit from this, right? Like we know that if they took the time to become healthy and fit, that so many of their issues would go away and this would just be a really good thing for them. But they just don't want to do it, right? They have zero desire to get up off the couch, become more active in their lifestyle. And my question is, is how would you convince somebody that doesn't have any interest in this right now to start moving a little bit? Yeah, that's a great question, and it, it's a tough question with a lot of layers and a lot of nuance. Yeah. Um, so, and this may be a personal question, Greg, but maybe you guys can think about this at home as well. Have you ever had anybody in your family or a close friend that dealt with addiction or anything like that? Alcoholism? Uh, yeah, anything? definitely. Okay, yeah. right. So, when somebody is dealing with addiction or, or alcoholism or something of the sort, and so much of you wants to be just like, dude, just stop. Like, mm-hmm. just, just stop. I don't understand why you can't just stop. You want the simple answer. You want the simple answer, yeah. right? And the reality is people don't get – people don't make massive changes like that mm-hmm. in their lifestyle. They don't get themselves clean if they're dealing with addiction. They don't start living a healthier lifestyle unless they're ready for it. Okay. So thinking that you're going to muscle somebody into making a lifestyle change is probably not going to be the answer. So I don't know that – the word we should use is convince. It's like, how are you going to convince somebody who doesn't want to do something to do something? Yeah, that's true. Right? And like, and is it, is it really your position? Listen, if you're a close family member, you probably have some, some say, you probably have some, uh, some skin in the game, Mm -hmm. right? With people who you're closest with. But are you going to convince somebody to make a change just by telling them they need to? I don't think so. And I feel like the term lifestyle kind of gets uh, not enough credit for what it is because mm-hmm. lifestyle is like the way some, someone's been doing something for the past 25 years, 30 years, 40 years, whatever it is. So getting someone to change what they've been doing, that's, that's not an easy task, just like you said before. Right. And, you know, especially because sometimes when we try to help people make changes, uh, we look at all of the things that they need to change and we try to get them to change all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And when you throw that at somebody, even if they are open to have, they are open to have that discussion. And we just try to throw a million changes of them that puts them so far outside of their comfort zone, they just can't see a future living that way because it's so different than what they're used to. We could be putting them in a position to fail. So sometimes we have the best intentions to help people get healthier or to try to convince them to make a lifestyle change. But maybe we're going about it in a way where we're setting them up for failure. Mm. Right, so taking somebody who has not exercised, or uh, you know maybe doesn't eat the healthiest, and trying to you know put them on a diet, or getting them into the gym four days a week, like that may not be the first step. That no. may be the tenth step, the eleventh step, twelfth step. Yeah, no, that's like <laughs> that's way out there, right? right? That's like basically hitting them with the, the bus. You know, all right. of a sudden, saying, "Whoa, you know, exactly, exactly." And again, even with the best intentions, you know, you're likely setting somebody up to make. To make that many changes, you're likely setting somebody up to fail. Mm-hmm. And the more that they fail, the less likely they are to try to continue to find ways to be successful in the future. 
Okay. What you don't want to do is put someone in a position where they feel like they can't do it mm -hmm. and give up all hope to make those changes. So then the question becomes, well, how? what is the step to take? Right? If I'm not just going to make them change their lifestyle, if I'm not just going to get them into the gym and start exercising three, four days a week, like what can I do? And when somebody needs to make a change, they need to figure out what's important about what is important to them about making that change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, why, why change your lifestyle? Why start exercising? Why get into the gym? You know, what does that do for me? Well, how would you get somebody to recognize that? Like, some people are super defensive about, like, when you start poking at them, right? Mm -hmm. Poking at what they're most comfortable with. Why, how could you, what am I trying to ask here? Like, how would you kind of overcome that defensiveness? How can you get them to that why? Like, what's yeah. the first step? Well, number one is not to attack. Number one is probably trying not to make, even broach the subject about trying to make a change. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the first step can start helping them become more aware of the things that maybe they want to do but can't do, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe the things that they could do more easily or do more frequently if they were to exercise. And not even throwing that exercise word in there. Yeah, could right? you give an example of what you're talking about? Yeah, for sure. So let's say you're, uh, you know, maybe you're spending a day in New York City with your family member. You gotta do a lot of walking and they're huffing and puffing, right? And uh, they're having a lot of trouble. They gotta take breaks and things like that. And you know, maybe just helping them be a little bit aware in that situation. You take, you sit down, you take a break. It's like, hey, Greg, you know, I wanna do more of this stuff with you, but you know, I know you're having trouble. I really, I really don't wanna see you having trouble in this way, mm -hmm. right? Because now there's a real emotion attached to that. And there's a real, real-world scenario in which maybe their fitness levels have prevented them from doing something that they do want to do. And attacking somebody and saying, see, this is why you should hit the gym. Like, that's probably not the best time and place because they probably know. Yeah. Like that's, like, that's never a great thing when you're telling somebody that they're making a mistake that's when they already know they're making a mistake. You're hitting them right in the wound. Yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> like that's, that's like high school football, man. Just yeah. like, I know that I missed that block. I don't need to come off the sideline, be yelled at, told I missed that block. I didn't want to miss that block. Yeah. Right? I didn't try to miss that block, but I missed the block. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, where a coach maybe could have been helpful in that scenario, it was like, hey, what could we have done differently mm -hmm. so that we don't miss that block the next time? All right, so it's getting them to answer the question themselves. You're not telling. Exactly right. Uh. It's an idea that has to be implanted. But ultimately, that person is going to have to make the decision. You cannot make the decision for somebody and expect them to buy into it and stick with it. Mm -hmm. If they don't own that decision, it's not real. You know what I mean? It kind of reminds me of the movie Inception a little bit. It is a little <laughs> bit like the movie Inception, dive right? into the dream, into the dream, into the dream, to plant the memory to make them think that, think that it's right, their own idea. Right, And now, do you, if you remember in that movie Inception, remember why they had to dig into so many deep deep levels of that, those dreams, right? So for those who don't know who are listening, movie Inception, basically, this uh, group of dream thieves, they would sneak into your dreams and they would uh, try to get you to make decisions and do things. But this, this one character, there was such a, a big thing that they needed him to, to basically overcome or they needed mm. him to do. And it was so deeply rooted in emotion, they had to go so deep into his dreams that it was dangerous, right? That was the whole prop basis of the yeah. Do you think there are a lot of emotions associated with somebody's perception of their own physical fitness? As a human being, yeah. Feel? Yeah, it's very emotional. Sometimes attacking is not the way to go about it. Sometimes forcing is not the way to go about it, especially when there's so much emotion involved. You got to play the long game sometimes with people. Mm -hmm. 
and it could start with just implanting an idea, right? Implanting an idea, not telling them, like, hey, I really wish I could do more things like this with you. Like, that's a real thing. Like, that, I know that, you know, if that happened to me, if there was something that I couldn't do, and I had somebody I cared about telling me that they, they wish they could do this more with me, but I can't because I just don't have the physical capacity to do it, that would make me feel not great, mm-hmm. right? And that would be a, probably a pretty, pretty powerful moment for me to make a change. Any big changes I've ever made in my life had to come from tough moments like that. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about living a healthier lifestyle, it's a big change, man. Yeah, I mean, I can even tell you personally, when I was, what, 50, 60 pounds overweight, I, what changed for me is I went out to Colorado and I went to go skiing and took the first hike of the day and then went skiing and I just could not keep up with everybody. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. I was like, I never want to feel this way again. Never. Yeah. And I haven't since. Right. So that's like, that was that, that kind of start for me. Right. Now, what happens if you never go out to Colorado? Do I ever have that moment? Does it ever happen, right? So it goes back to the question at hand, right? You have somebody in your life that you are desperate for them to make a change. You're scared for their health. You know that this could benefit them. You know they'd be happier. You know they'd be able to do more of the things that they love. Maybe the first step is not to broach that subject, but maybe that first step is to put somebody in a position where they kind of have to come to that conclusion on their own. Mm -hmm. You know? Hey, we're going on a family trip to X, you know, where it's going to be active. Or, you know, we're going to go on a hike today with everybody. We're going to take the dogs out for a long walk. Or, you know, we're going to go play with our grandkids. You know, we're going to go go to the playground and do some things actively there with them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes putting somebody in a position to reflect on maybe some changes they need to make and help them come to that conclusion on their own can be a little bit more powerful than trying to just, you know, hit them over the head with it. Okay, so now let's say that we've had they've had that moment, right? Mm-hmm. The next step of the process. They now understand that they kind of hit that low. They've mentioned something to you. What's the next step? Is the next step to say, "Cool, go to Bolt, train four days a week, and you'll be in shape," or is there something before that? Yeah, I. What I would say in that situation is like, all right, somebody comes to you and they tell you they're interested in making change. How can I support you in making some of these changes? Mm-hmm. And what can I do? What can I do to be a, a support system for you? As opposed to telling them again what to do. Because listen, maybe you love training here, but maybe they won't. Yeah. Right? And maybe this is a fit for you, but it's not a fit for them. Maybe what works for you is not going to work for them. So trying to impart your lifestyle on somebody else, again, that may put somebody in position to fail. As opposed to just asking, like, what role do you need me to play? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be making some, you know, looking to make some of these changes, you know, do you need to know how? Do you need somebody to go along with you? Do you need a partner? Do you need just uh, somebody to vent to? Do you need somebody to challenge you? Like everybody's motivated in different ways and everybody needs to be kind of coached and supported in different ways. And I think sometimes even with people that we're closest with, uh, you know, like, you know, I, I know that there are certain times my wife just needs a hug and there are certain times she needs, you know, a push. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you apply the wrong pressure in the wrong area, you get stung. You can get stung, <laughs> right? Like sometimes my wife just needs a hug and I give her a push. It's like, ooh, didn't need a push right there. Nope. And boy, does she, will she let me hear, right? As no, I'm sure everybody all, here's experienced from their significant other at some point. Yeah. Right. But really just getting a better idea of what role that person is asking you to play. Because again, there are unique emotions that are associated with uh, health and fitness. Mm. 
because, I mean, really all we have is our health. Like, really when it comes down to it, health is the most important thing. And that can bring out some really strong emotions and it can bring in some maybe, even if you feel like you know your significant other uh, as well as you can know anybody in the world, you may be surprised about how this relationship or, or this their relationship with health and fitness may be a little bit different than their relationship with work or their relationship with you or their relationship with you know, your kids or mother, father, siblings, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So just ask it. What role do you need me to play? What can I do to help? And maybe they ask you, hey, can you help me get into a workout program? Yeah. Great. Okay, now say that they say, oh, like I just want you to support, but you notice that they just aren't doing anything, right? Yeah. They said it. Maybe it was an emotion at that point in time, and now they just decided to go back to doing everything that they were doing before in the same way. What do you yeah. do then? So that goes back to the, the initial conversation, right? What can I do to support you? They'd say, hey, just, just support me. Just support me. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. What does support mean? No. different for everybody. Ask a follow-up. Yeah. Support you how? Yeah. Find more specifics with us. Exactly. Yeah. Just like when we're setting goals, right? It's like, I want to lose weight. Okay. Well, what now? Right? It's like, well, what do we need to do? How many times a day or how many times a week are we going to exercise? You know, what, 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 how many meals a day are we going to eat? You know, what are those meals going to look like? Like, there's more detail that you need to understand. And for somebody, you know, if they're asking for your support or you're asking them how you can support them, and you know, there probably needs to be some actionable steps because if they're asking you to hold them accountable, well, how do they need to be held accountable? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what are you asking to be held accountable to? Are you going to start exercising differently? Are you going to start eating differently? You know, what happens when you maybe, you know, what kind of language do you want me to use when you do need to be held accountable? So you say you're not going to be, you know, drinking beers uh, on Thursday night anymore, but you go to crack open a beer on Thursday night, what do you want me to say? Yeah, well, especially then, that even helps because then. But they could be mad at you all you want, but they asked you to do it. Exactly. Like, the amount of times that I've had that conversation with uh, my fiance, and like, and then she says something, it's like, oh, I want to be mad at you. But I told you to do that. Yeah. So now it's back on me. It puts the ownership on the person. Yeah. As opposed to trying to put it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? And that person, like we talked about, has to own that process. They have to have ownership over it. So if you're going to support that person, you need to remember that. And any kind of steps you take, action steps you take with that person or any help that they ask for still needs to be theirs. Mm-hmm. And if you need to hold them accountable to it, you need to know how you need to hold them accountable. In what way? And, yeah, like you said, you know, if, if I ask you, hey, if I go to grab you know, a second beer on Thursday night instead of the one that we agreed to was still okay, and I, I ask you to, you know, shut my hand in the refrigerator and then you shut my hand in the refrigerator I can't be mad at you for that I ask you to do it yep right so it's just kind of shifting shifting the responsibility sometimes we feel especially with the people that are we're closest to our family members our friends we feel a sense of responsibility right that is very very strong we feel like we are responsible for helping somebody make a change that is a noble thing and that's not wrong Right, and I just think that we can take that responsibility and put the ownership on ourselves sometimes. You know what I mean? Like where it's it's up to us to help this person make this change when really it's up to them. Your job is to be a support. 
here is to be, you know, support. Your job is to uh, be a guide. Your job is to be a shoulder to cry on. Your sounding board. Like, there's different types of support that you can offer. It's just being clear about how the person that you care about wants to be supported and then supporting mm-hmm. them in that way. But they have to own it. You just got to put them in a position to be able to. Yeah, just help them along and be successful with it. That's it. Awesome. You know, so, again, you know, there's every every relationship's different that you have with somebody. Um, every situation's different. Somebody needs needs to make a change. Um, you know, just try to do a little bit more listening than talking. I think that's the hardest part right there. <laughs> always is. Because we feel like we have the answers. And we're off. I'm always right. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, of course. We're all always right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so last thing before we go then, back to Inception. Are they still in a dream at the end of the movie, or did they get out? Ooh, good question. I don't think so. No, you think they made it out? I think they made it but out. But that little thing, that little right? Thing moved. It moved. It moved a little bit. So is it, or is it not? Everybody go watch Inception. It's a good movie. A little yeah, confusing, but... Very confusing, yeah. but watch it like three times, and you uncover something new. Watch it Watch time. it a couple times, and you'll understand how to help somebody make some lifestyle changes. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know if they were going for that when they made the movie, but I guess that's how right. it and also, And all joking aside, like that Inception analogy is one that we use a lot with our team here, right? Uh, we talk about this a lot, and just helping our members make changes, right? And like... Um, it is it's tough when you feel like you have the answers and sometimes you want to just shout it at somebody mm-hmm. but that doesn't help it's not helpful no if anything you feel like you're being berated like when mm-hmm. your parents when you were young said just do it because I told you so and you're like well no right. I'm not going to do that right. just because you told and me and sometimes to. you do the opposite exactly right, right. so um, yeah more listening than talking more listening than talking Biggest thing of the day, more listening than talking. Well, yeah. thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's good chat. As always, my friend. Team, I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you soon.